thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, an international team of researchers, clinicians, regulators, and citizen advocates from the British medical journal BMJ are launching a campaign to separate medicine from Big Pharma, citing a 2009 Institute of Medicine report that identified widespread financial conflicts of interest across medical research, education, and practice. The BMJ team say that endemic financial entanglement within the industry is distorting the production and use of healthcare evidence, causing harm to individuals and waste for health systems. They cite industry-sponsored educational events and industry-sponsored drug trials as major concerns and state that those trials cannot be trusted in an editorial published on Wednesday. They state that there is increasing appreciation across nations and within clinical and scientific communities of the problem of too much medicine. Over-testing, over-diagnosis, and over-treatment divert resources from tackling genuine need, causing harm to health, and threaten health system sustainability. Necessary tests, treatments, and diagnoses are vital, they say, and manufacturers have rights to make profits. But it's time to ensure the scientific evaluation of tests and treatments and dissemination of the resulting evidence are conducted as independently as possible from industries profiting from their use. They're calling for independent funding to be provided by government in lieu of industry-funded studies and want medical associations to discourage doctors from going to industry-funded education events due to studies showing that doctors who attend industry-sponsored events are more likely to prescribe that company's drugs. Assistant Professor Ray Moynihan, a Bond University researcher studying the link between money and medicine, is one of the leaders of the British Medical Journal's campaign. He says, when we want to decide on a medicine or a surgery, a lot of the evidence we use to inform that decision is biased. It cannot be trusted because so much of that has been produced and funded by the manufacturers of those healthcare products. He cites Johnson & Johnson, who sold pelvic mesh to thousands of Australian women despite knowing it could cause serious harm and who never properly warned of the risks. They were also found by a US court to have deliberately played down the dangers and magnified the benefits of opioids related to the opioid crisis going on at the moment. Now, Johnson & Johnson planned to appeal in both of those cases. The Australian Medical Association questions how medical education and research would be funded without the pharmaceutical industry. Who's going to fund all this? Is the government going to fund it, says Dr. Chris Moy, chair of the association's Ethics and Medico-Legal Committee. Money makes the world go round in simple terms, he says. Research will not happen unless there is funding. Medicine is always going to need pharma companies. We cannot be too brutal on them. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that this is very exciting and none too soon. It's so exciting particularly to see that this is coming from such a reputable organisation like the BMJ. Now, this is really the heart of the medical institution striking back and saying, this has gone too far. We're not going to stand up for this anymore. Something needs to be done so that we can get proper, unbiased research and evidence so that we know which way to go to look after our people. And I think it's just fantastic. I really hope that this starts to swell of demand for more independent research. I hope many, many people within the medical community, within politics all around the world, public, everybody starts to stand up and shout that there needs to be more independence in our medical research because we need to know what's going on. If we want to have an evidence-based medical system, then we need to be able to trust the evidence that we've got. We can't be running an evidence-based medical system with biased research 
it's just not going to work. And, you know, given what we know about the bias of sponsored research, it'll be really interesting to see what happens as a result of this. You know, what happens when the bias is removed, both in terms of cost benefit of the pharmaceuticals, but also how pharmaceuticals compare with non-pharmaceutical interventions once we take out those biases. I'm really looking forward to seeing where this leads our research and what new knowledge we can acquire by studying stuff without the bias. So, I think this is fantastic. I really hope that this gets shared loudly and widely. I think that this should start a real campaign all around the world of people really demanding and pushing for less bias in research so that we can know the facts so that we can make properly informed decisions. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.